Welcome to Into the Fire. I'm Duncan. And I'm Kate. And we're here to talk about life. The good, the bad, and the ugly. So come join the conversation. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Into the Fire. Duncan and I wanted to sit down and chat with you today about our own journey with COVID. Yeah, what a crazy last six weeks we've had. Hey, Kate. Really? Yeah. I mean, well, let's go back. Let's go back right back into March because you and I lead a large local church here in Raleigh together with Murray and Ash. Um, and we also uh, lead a global movement of churches. And we have had such a challenging time as leaders of both of those uh, mm-hmm. d- dynamics. But we've also had a personal journey with COVID, in this, as everybody has, mm-hmm. in the sense that, you know, with this global pandemic, we've all heard differing stories. We know, we know enough to know, most of us, that there have been uh, many, many, many people who've had very mild symptoms, but there's also been people that we've heard of who've mm-hmm. been you know, somebody that I just heard of the other day, uh, a 30-year-old young man in Colombia, who, Colombia, South America, who, Kate, he contracted COVID, tested positive for COVID, and then actually died of COVID. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it took him out yeah. Yeah. and he lost his life, even though he was mm-hmm. a member of a wonderful, wonderful church that, yeah. uh, who are led by two dear friends of us, a large church in, uh, in Medellin, Colombia. And so, you know, and and I'm I'm sure that many of you as listeners have have mm. like us heard those kinds of horror yeah. stories, and and so for the last nine months since March, speaking personally, mm. I've lived with this deep, deep mm. down question at a subterranean level of my consciousness: yeah. What will it be like if I was to catch COVID? Would yeah. I be one of those yeah. people that would die? Absolutely. And, you know, the disease was so unknown at the beginning, the progression, how it was going to affect people and different strains of the virus seemed to to carry different outcomes for people. And, you know, all this kind of fear of the unknown and fear of will my body be strong enough to fight off a virus if I was to catch it? And what would it look like for me? And you and I being 53 years old. You know, we're just on that sort of lower threshold of, you know, sort of being in a higher risk <laughs> category. Yeah. But I mean, thankfully, we are fit. So we were like, OK, well, you know, we don't get sick much. We get an occasional cold or a bit of flu. I hardly ever get no, sick. No, I mean, do I, do? you don't really get sick no, I'm much. Very but, blessed. you know, I love people. So I want to be around people. And, you know, you you're do. more likely to catch anything when you're around people. <clears throat> well, I Infections think about Infections and viruses. Absolutely. I think about our lives and how, you know, we've traveled all over the world yeah. for the last 20 years. And, you know, we're in meetings sometimes with people. hundreds of people, sometimes with thousands of people, yeah. often in very close proximity, mm-hmm. laying hands on people. Hugging people. Hundreds and hundreds of people and then traveling on airplanes, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes what feels like days on end. And, uh, you know, being on an airplane for sometimes up to 15 hours if we were to go to Australia. You're breathing and in, you're recycling breathing. out yeah. the whole time. <clears throat> and yet the Lord has spared you and I yeah. from sickness. And so although there's this subterranean sort of question and perhaps fear, one could argue fear, that would say, well, what would it look like if mm. I caught COVID-19? Yeah. yeah. You know, and then, but overlaying that is was this sense of, oh, it's not going to happen to me because, you know, I rarely get sick. I'm sure it's going to be going to be fine. And then, of course, there's that added dimension yeah. of this question of spirituality where you think, I wonder if, you know, if you're the type of person that's really, you know, full of faith and deeply spiritual, you know, you're going to prove that that is true because you're going to be the one that's going to come through this pandemic while everybody else has gone down. You're not going to catch it, you know? And (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, the reality is we've lived our life 
knowing the goodness and the covering and the yeah. faithfulness of God in yeah. our health. And we have. like you say, we've traveled all over the world, been exposed to all sorts of different people with different strains of all sorts of viruses, yeah. cold viruses. Or malaria. Exactly. And we've, <clears throat> we've been fine. Yeah. And by the grace of God, we've been covered in just running ahead with the call of God on our lives and continuing and trying to live our life with an expectation of the goodness of God and his hand yeah. on our lives. Yeah. And so there's this strange dilemma because on one hand, we've lived like that. Then all of a sudden, we're made aware of this virus that seems to be so contagious that yeah. you only have to touch something and you catch it or you only have to be around somebody for a few seconds. And, you know, a lot of it, there was a lot of hearsay and myth and unknown stuff at the beginning. And we literally thought we were going to catch it if we stood yeah. in line or took hold of a dirty grocery cart or something like that. Yeah, well, and I remember in the early March when our governor locked down the state of North Carolina, <clears throat> we were not allowed to meet in our church and all yeah. of those things. And, yeah. and, and we had a, a number of weeks, didn't we? Our first uh, sort of quarantine, if you like. Kate and I yeah. had been quarantined three times now uh, over this past year of 2020. But I remember that first quarantine, you know, having... 14 days or longer, three weeks, I forget exactly how long we were all really locked down mm -hmm. for here in North Carolina. It might have been a month. Um, and I can remember a the, the, the net result of all of that time in isolation on our own at our, yeah. you know, our little farmstead up there. You know, it, it made, it actually began to uh, bring me to a point where I, kind of didn't, I, I, it's not that I became germophobic or that I became sort of fearful, but mm. somehow suddenly like. You you were aware of people's yeah. behavior, like did they wash their hands there? Are they or? standing too close to me? Yeah. Uh, you know, is, yeah. would this person be somebody that would transmit it? And, you know, am I safe going into a supermarket? You know, am I safe picking up this trolley and we're pushing this trolley, you know? And I used am I going to catch COVID from yeah. this trolley? <laughs> and I used to say things to you like, uh, cover your mouth when you cough and go and wash your hands now. And please don't use that kitchen towel to wipe your face on it. And, you know, because we suddenly yeah. became aware that like social contact was a bit of a no-no. Yeah. Yeah, and exactly. people were trying to stand back and avoid you. And, and you're like, oh, I don't know how to read these signals. It's like you're giving me the vibes that you don't actually want to be in my presence and you don't want to connect with me in any way right now. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, I remember, okay, so first of all, we were able, by the grace of God, the Lord had really prepared us as a church by um, showing us yeah. to invest in our uh, online live stream mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and we were very blessed to have been approached by um, a wonderful friend of ours who uh, gave us a substantial amount of finances to enable us to invest mm -hmm. in our live stream at a time when, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, had just put it on our hearts that he wanted us to show the world what yeah. he was doing in our midst, in our meetings uh, here in Raleigh. And uh, when when this, you know, wonderful friend of ours, uh, a very blessed friend of ours, you know, asked us how he could help, the Holy Spirit just spoke that into our hearts and said, ask him if he'll be willing to help invest in setting up a live stream that will allow the world to experience what's going, what I'm doing here in amongst you. And I'm we're so grateful for that because, you know, we didn't know that a year and a half later, uh, you know, having invested in our live stream, suddenly now our live stream would be mm -hmm. our life stream yeah. in that sense that, yeah. you know, it went from live stream to live stream and yeah. became the life of the church. And to this day, nine months later, uh, is still a lifeline to yeah. Many a people. huge number of mm -hmm. our, of our uh, church members that still have never, ever come no. back to no. actually a live meeting in person. No, for different reasons. And some of them have jobs where they're exposed to six people, you know, they're frontline medical people. And, um, you know, they have different um, restrictions themselves. Right. They're not even allowed to hang out as part of their employment contract is that they have to stay minimal right. in terms. 
and then we've got seniors with underlying conditions and so um it it's been kind of hard to know who is our church right now where yeah. where are people we know they're around but we just haven't physically been able to connect and see people yeah and so we've we've had to live our life and carry on with the church in a way that we're still reaching all those people yeah. that we know and love yeah exactly and and you know we we didn't know how long we were going to be mm. unable to meet in person no. and I remember the, a number of um, pastors mm. uh, won a court case with the governor against the governor of North Carolina, yeah. allowing churches to be able to meet. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for those pastors who bravely took the stand there. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> but just, you know, just prior to that, we, you and I just, and Murray Nash, we just felt such a strong conviction mm. from the Holy Spirit uh, in May that we would was it May or June that um, we, we were to not get, to get that we would, that we must get back into in-person mm -hmm. meetings. But no, I'm thinking about Pentecost Sunday, yeah. doll that I remember late just, yeah. it was late May. And I, I just remember the Lord in, in my heart, mm. although we had obeyed Romans 13, uh, which talks about, you know, obeying your, your authorities yeah. and your governors and so on. And we had done that since March um, but there came a moment where we just knew in the spirit yeah. Pentecost Sunday uh, needed to be a mark in the sand for us. And, mm. you know, we came up in the Holy Spirit with the idea of having an outdoor meeting, yeah. not nobody going into the building other than to use the restrooms and the foyer being open mm -hmm. for that purpose. But I remember that Pentecost Sunday when the church and, you know, 400 and something people yeah. of the church, which... You know, the church is probably was maybe six fifty, seven hundred on a Sunday morning in, in person prior to COVID. Yeah. So for four hundred people to come out, it was a very, very special moment, wasn't it? It was. And several months of not seeing people. Yeah. But it was like we didn't know how it was to an behave. Dance. Yeah. yeah, because it was like some people were like so missing connection that yeah. they just threw their arms around us yeah. with with or without a mask on. Yeah. And then other people were like, oh, no, don't come near Please me. Please keep the distance. Please keep yeah. your distance. And, <clears throat> you know, there was this social, like, uh, I'm not sure how to behave here. Yeah. But I want to communicate that I love you. Yeah. So amazing. In whatever so way good. you can receive yeah, that. Exactly. Right. And I think it, it, it brought so much joy to us. Yeah. But then a little bit of a fear. Oh, no, I hope. I hope we don't have a spike. Yeah, exactly. Because we've gathered together. Right. And, you know, so... There's this whole dance of wanting to honor, wanting to be safe in a yeah. way that people feel comfortable with. Yeah. But then wanting to honor the Lord. Yeah. Where he encourages to keep meeting. Absolutely. Don't give up meeting together. Yeah. Some are in the habit of doing so. Yeah. I don't know where that is somewhere. Uh, in the book Rupture, of Hebrews. In Hebrews. I think it's in Hebrews and, 13 um, and something like that. You know, that Hebrews has been 12, challenged so much at the moment. Yeah. You know, Absolutely. Meeting together. What, yeah. what does that by definition mean yeah absolutely it really is honey and of course there's you know many christians who've sort of taken the stance of okay well this this is what should have been happening a long time ago the church has been mm. you know way too formal there's been way too much you know corporate church yeah. and uh, god never wanted the church uh, to be you know synagogue fashion mm -hmm. so to speak and mm -hmm. meeting in a building we are the church we should be you know, church should be in homes or workplaces or marketplace yeah. or whatever. And who needs the institutionalized church? Yeah. That kind of thought. And, uh, and of course, then that plays right into the whole deconstructionists yeah. who <clears throat> have, have, you know, been deconstructing the notion of institutionalized church mm -hmm. for a long time. And, mm -hmm. and this is like their heyday now with, with all that's happening with COVID. Yeah. And, you know, but you and I love the local church, don't we, doll? And and we yeah. just we just know that um, you know we meet together as a church family. We meet together on Sundays, uh, and we're not meeting together to be institutionalized church. No. We're meeting together to provide a place where we can worship yeah. the Lord with all of our might and be together and hear the word of God being preached and and have all of us able to operate in our spiritual gifts. Uh, serving each other in this in 
in the Holy Spirit, blessing one another, loving each other as community, and so on and, and so forth. The outworking of a place where we can together glorify Jesus yeah, exactly. by doing that, yeah. because I mean, it's all for Him. We can we can worship at home. Yes, of course, we can worship online. We can um, we can look into other things. We can meet in our homes with in smaller groups. Yeah, but we still need the communal gathering where we honor Jesus together yeah. with our joint praise. Yeah, exactly. It's our praise together mm, that mm. honors Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so we know what the word says. We know what the practice has been in the past. But now we're like, okay, well, there are different ways of doing it. But as for me and you, yeah, we need to gather. Absolutely. We love. need to set that standard as yeah. leaders and, and be unafraid and unashamed yeah. to do that. Absolutely. And, you know, be careful honor all the restrictions, you know, whatever we have to do. Yeah. But I think by doing it, it's been more for Jesus. It's all than for, for Jesus. Us. And I think that's exactly what the effect of this whole COVID journey has been for you and I, hasn't it? Yeah. It's been the Lord reminding us that the question of what mm. was actually not the question that he was asking. Yeah. What is the structure of the church mm -hmm. is not the question he wanted us to be asking. Yeah. And he's, you know, this whole thing of COVID-19 journey with all the lockdowns. And, you know, at first we're like, oh, it's a new paradigm. Church mm. is all going to be mm -hmm. online from now on. We're going to, you know, participate from our homes. The Lord's finally taken down the four walls of the church, mm. you know, and and he's been saying, church, get out there, get out there, get out there. Well, now I'm locking you out. So now you're out there type of thing. And we were thinking, weren't we, Dal, at the beginning? Oh, this is it. This is the revolution of the church. You know, it's not going to be about Sunday church anymore. It's going to be about, you know. Not just alone. I think, you know, it was, it was almost. I'm talking about at the beginning. I'm yeah. just like, you know, my first thoughts were, is it going to be, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, you know, my first thoughts were, is this the, the moment where church as a what is the church is going to be revolutionized. Mm. But actually, as we've gone on the journey, we've realized the Holy Spirit has not been saying that. It's not about the what. It's actually about reminding you all about the true why. Mm -hmm. Why do I want you to meet? Why do I want you to meet, whether it's in a small group, whether it's just family, whether it's two families, whether mm -hmm. it's you watching online on your own, um, whether it's gathering in a a medium-sized building of 100 people, whether it's in a building of 1,000 or mm. 10,000 people. Yeah. The why is the important question. Mm. And the overwhelming, uh, massive revelation, not revelation, but just answer that God's given us in this season to you and I, mm. Kate, is why? For Jesus. Yeah. All for Jesus. Yeah. It's yeah. all for his glory. Yeah. And I can cope with, disruption yeah. having to pivot yeah having to miss so many of our church family because we don't see them so yeah. much mm. and i know that in the scheme of things it is about jesus it's all about jesus and the practice yeah. will look a bit different the way we are doing things and we're yeah you know we're communicating in a building in person yeah. but also communicating to people that are watching online yeah and treating them as though they're in the room with us yes exactly and and so we've had to learn some new skills mm -hmm. we've had to know how to communicate over a camera yeah in a different way yeah. when we when we had our studio church when we would record pre-record and then launch it live we had three studios to we put did. on one meeting one I at know. murray nash's house one at yours and my house and one at jess and aaron's house in their large bedroom and because we couldn't all see each other we kind of had to decide which studio we were going to use and we would just be a oh, small group of people. We would use all people. three studios and then pull those but, recordings all together. But for we a, would only use one of the three studios ourselves and Mary correct. and Ash would yeah. use another studio. Yeah. And so there was all this logistical dance and what, what we're going to do. But I think, you know, our team did such a great oh, job they pulling it together. An amazing and job. the thing about Brandon the Day word of God. Yeah. The word of God is still the word of God. It's yeah. living and active. Yeah. As you like to say, it's the eternal word of God. Yeah. It has no power. Bounds. There's no boundaries. Mm. And and God can just still, with, on his word, the spirit is carried into yeah, people's hearts. And, 
And so we began to realize, you know, don't despair about this. You know, all the momentum that we've 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 had in the past where we've been able to, like you say, we've we've been able to gather up to 700 people every Sunday. You know, it it kind of paled into significance when we realized, but it's the word of God that's living and active. Yeah. That is reaching people. Yes. And we might not know what you're doing, Jesus, but you said you will build your church. Yeah, that's right. And so I, I, I know it, for us, it's been like this weekly surrender. We give yeah. you our church this week. We give you our people. Yeah. We, we yours, ask you Jesus. to reach our families, yeah. meet them where they're at. Yeah. But may your word sustain us. Yeah, come on. May Jesus on. be like bread. So good. the living bread yes. himself. Yeah, absolutely amazing. And, you know, what a joy it was when we decided to, you know, in June, late June, the, mm. uh, the, the case had been won. And so now we could meet back again and we all came, you know, gingerly and tenderly out for our very first in-person mm -hmm. in the building. Mm -hmm. And of course the building, that's another thing we just realized the, the so building. So grateful to have. We're so grateful for that building. Mm. You know, not because it's about the building. It's not about the no. building. The building's not the church. We're the church. But yeah. the building provides us a wonderful space outside of the blisteringly hot North Carolina <laughs> summer, you yeah. know, where it's oh, yeah. well over 30 degrees Celsius or well over, you know, 90 degrees Fahrenheit. Plus the humidity. Plus the humidity, mm -hmm. just beastly for about mm -hmm. five months of the year. Mm -hmm. And without the building, you know, we would not be able to meet in a no. in a comfortable environment and can we but, say that the building itself <clears throat> the the auditorium the main room is has always been oversized yeah. so now that we spread all the chairs out we can yeah. still get yeah we can still get 300 people, 300 in, there people in there with there, the even, chairs yeah, yeah with it all distanced yeah and you know i just i just was so reminded of the fact that you know it's not just because we have a building, it doesn't mean it's institutional church no, at all. No. The building just merely provides a a place of safety of from the elements and you know and and, and other aspects of place safety to, gather. Uh, to be a place where the church, the church, the family of Catch mm -hmm. the Fire Raleigh Durham for those who are able uh, and can. Uh, uh, capable of coming for whatever, you know, like you mentioned earlier, there are those that just can't come because of mm. restrictions on them. But for those who can come, to be able to just be together and worship Jesus for all of his worth with all of our yeah. might. Yeah. And I've noticed, honey, that since we've been back together in June, yeah. I've noticed that the, that the worship, the bands yeah. that lead us every week, and we're blessed to have so many bands. Yeah. But I've just noticed that Chris and Summer, mm. uh, Sheely, who lead, who are our worship directors and pastors, the the worship mm. community is just the skills and abilities and the hearts of those guys. It's just taking our worship well, to a whole nother level, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. And if we weren't able to meet, they wouldn't be able to practice. They wouldn't be able to offer yeah. us something of worth. Mm that we could then join them with to worship yeah, Jesus that's, that's himself. True. And I'm thinking about it too. You know, we have a family. Yeah. We have a home that we can invite our family to. And it's like saying we're the church family, but we have no home. We, there's nowhere we can bring people to as a, like you say, a place of safety, but a place of celebration. Wow. Coming together to celebrate together. Yeah. Um, and so I'm grateful that we have I'm, like a big living room in there. That that's so good, Kate. A big, you know, that's that's amazing because, you know, to say that that is institutional church no. just because we have a big living room is like saying that we're not an organic family anymore because we have a house that we live in. Yeah, exactly. So we're now suddenly an institution. Mm. No, 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 not at all. Mm. That is, it's that's what way goes too big on in the house. Exactly. It's what goes on in the house. And what goes on at our house here at Catch the Fire Raleigh, Durham, I'm so thankful mm. it's family. Mm. And I'm so thankful that when we gather together in our living room yeah. Sunday mornings, twice now with two services, it's family. And, we, you know, we go about the business of being family together mm. in a dwelling place of God's presence with yeah. us. That's right. And the glory Oh, I, I, Father, I ask you that the glory of God 
would increase so mm. dramatically mm. in this season. Mm. You know, Kate, it reminds me of um, the Lord showing me that uh, in, in Exodus 33, Moses says, uh, the Lord says, I'm going to send you up from here now into the land and I'm going to send the angel of my presence with you. And Moses says, Lord, don't send us up from here unless you send us up from here. Mm. Uh, as, unless, Sorry, excuse me, unless you come up yeah. with us, yeah. you know, because how will the world know that we're your special people if, unless you come with us? Mm. Because it's you being with us that sets us apart from all the other people. Yeah. And, uh, and he says, if, if you're pleased with me, show me your ways. And he says, uh, my favor will be upon you. And I will give you rest. Mm. And he says, now, Lord, uh, if you're pleased with me, show me your glory. And, you know, I just think it's going it, to, it's as though his presence, my presence will go with you. I'll give you rest. Mm. And then he says, okay, Lord, show us your glory. Mm. So my presence, my favor first gives you my presence, which gives you my rest. And that becomes a, a resting place for my glory. And I feel like the Lord saying to us, love, and perhaps the church around the world, that, you know, for those who've desired God, who desire his ways, like Moses wanted his ways, who desire his favor, and God gives his favor to them, mm. they, we gain his presence because the greatest favor he could ever give us is to give us his presence. And Moses knew that. Mm -hmm. And then the result of that is he's given us rest. And in many ways mm -hmm. he's given us rest throughout this COVID season. It's not rest the way we would think of it, but it is a fresh, it's, it's, it is a, a, um, a time of rest because we've not been able to go about life the way we always no, knew it. We've it's had like to a rest. Re recalibration. Yeah. It's like yeah, a recalibration. Resetting. And I believe he's about to show us mm. his glory yeah. in a way that we've never, ever known before. Mm. Yeah, I, I just think there's an increased reliance on him. Yeah. An increased hunger. Yeah. And the reliance goes back to the, th the whole th premise that I can't do anything about this. Mm. You know, whatever the governments are telling us to do, you know, the travel bans, the whole things. Can't do anything about that. No. Think so, of our friends in England. Yeah. So therefore, all <clears throat> I can do is trust you, wow. Jesus, that you were going to work this out. For yeah. Good. In yeah. your time, and your season, you're going to bring about your purposes. Yeah, that's in so your way. good, honey. Just a complete surrender to yeah. a different way. And so, you know, we've, we've all, many of us have grappled with different losses. You know, change can be loss. Yeah sadness you know we've had our own personal journey haven't we of, yeah um you know um our daughter's not being able to graduate and have a celebration yeah, at the end them. of university two daughters two daughters were supposed to graduate yeah two daughters ceremonies and yeah and then they they were both engaged to be married yeah one of them was able to get our youngest was able to marry before the middle daughter and our middle daughter abby's wedding got delayed and postponed we were all meant to be going to new zealand yeah we had to go past that date and couldn't travel we were hoping to to be able to fly down at the end of this yeah. year december meanwhile new zealand's announcing it's not going to open its borders for indefinitely yeah. we're all thinking oh my goodness how in uh, how is abby ever going to get to daniel oh totally so you know it's like the plans have been changing. The plans yeah. of mice and men. You know, yeah. we, we can do our best to plan, but at the end of the day, can we really plan? Because things will change probably yeah. again. So we, we've all been <laughs> living with this uncertainty. Yeah, we have, yeah. Not knowing if we could travel to get a vacation or a break or to, to do wonderful things like yeah. our daughter's marriage. And so, you know, it, it's been a time where we've, we've had to let go of a lot. Yeah, we have. Many of us have yeah, had to have. let go yeah. of a lot. And we, you know, we want to acknowledge that that's, yeah. that's been hard. It's painful. And it's painful. So painful. It's been very painful, hasn't it? Yeah. And, and you know, and I, I just think, can't you even imagine our friends no. uh, in England, for example, you know, yeah. um, who've, you know, I, I just think of Ken Locked and down. Lois Gott and mm -hmm. Tim and Joe mm -hmm. done it and, mm -hmm. Chloe, and, and Chloe and Stuart and, 
on and on. So many of our yeah. wonderful friends in the UK. Yeah. And they've just been locked down, I mean, yeah. for months and months and months and months yeah. and haven't met as churches apart from just not, a few short weeks in the summer. And, and sometimes not even to travel more than a few miles yeah, to just, another town or city. Very hard. Um, so I'm grateful for what we've been able to do here yeah. and the freedom that we've had. Um, but I think, you know, in this, it's like it's learning to give those things over to the Lord yeah. and, and to be able to talk about the losses and process with each other. Yeah. I think that's important. So important. It's been so important, hasn't it? And And also to make the most of the opportunities that the Lord does give us. And, yeah. you know, gra I think gratitude has become yeah. a, a really deeply important thing for us, hasn't yeah, being it? Being thankful. Be for, thankful no matter what our circumstances. Yeah, be I thankful think. for our families yes. and our health and yeah. the fact that we can get food and we, yeah. can, we can remain healthy, we can take supplements, we can exercise outside. Yeah. We can do all sorts of things to be grateful. We can, and I think we've... You know, this time of COVID has been one of the silver linings in it all is discovering the joy of family and mm. the importance of relationship yeah. and community and so on. And, uh, you know, Kate, I remember um, we were going to, we were supposed to have, oh, we had many things cancelled. I think one of the things that I found the hardest <laughs> of all that was cancelled was our first trip that we were going to have in the entire month of April. We were going to go to some of our favourite churches in the world, Catch the Fire, Auckland, Catch Fire Sydney, Catch Fire Melbourne. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'd even, um, and we're going to preach at a number of conferences and all of those churches plus some other churches that have, had invited us uh, from outside of our movement had got together and paid a third, a third, a third <laughs> or whatever it was and gave you and I business class tickets. Yes. We were going to fly. For the first time. For the first time mm -hmm. in our entire lives mm -hmm. on an entire business itinerary all yeah. the way to New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> then to Australia, then back to New Zealand, then Forget back about home. people getting sick. We were upset about our business class yeah, tickets know. being lost. I know. It? it sounds so bougie, doesn't it? Yeah. But when you travel as much as we do, yeah. and we're always in the comfort, back of the plane, opportunity um, other to than sleep. an upgrade, mm. to have had that opportunity to have had bought business class tickets for the first time in our lives, yeah. and over doing our, over 100,000 miles a year for 17 years. And, you know, that just was ripped out and we were like, <laughs> ah, and we were going to have a vacation as well in the midst of it, weren't oh, we? Well. And we were just so yeah. gutted. And then, of course, you know, the, in July, we were, or June, July, we were supposed to have been in New Zealand for Abby's wedding and so on. And I remember one of the things that was cancelled was a, a conference that we were going to fly up to Wisconsin for. Hmm. And we were in July, August, uh, August, mm -hmm. August. And we were just, very excited about going to Wisconsin for the first time. And when they let us know, uh, when we were so excited because it wasn't cancelled. It was mm -hmm. the only conference that wasn't cancelled. And we were thinking, yay! And well, we love conferences, not because they're conferences alone, um, but we love it because we just love seeing, you know, people being completely blasted, being bungooed yeah. by the Lord, as I like to say. And encountering God's transforming presence in the most amazing ways and, mm. and for Kate and I to be used by the Lord uh, to help facilitate some of the amazing life-changing moments for people mm. is just mm. the greatest honor of our lives. And so we were really excited that this conference wasn't wasn't cancelled and then two weeks before yeah we'd we got, already decided we'd go and have a vacation we did that's right and so we thought well we'll go anyway we'll drive we'll go we'll just have some downtime and we're so glad we did but then we ended up preaching at the church and um well, mi ministering to people it wasn't a conference but it was it ended up being a sunday yeah. morning a sunday evening and we got an opportunity to to kind of be back doing what we love doing you know after two weeks rest on lake michigan that weekend or 10 days rest or whatever it was that weekend of ministry, uh, and the people were just so hungry, Kate. Do you mm, remember? Yeah. And it was our first time for four months of preaching yeah. outside of our own church, yeah. and the first time in four months of laying hands on people. Yes, that was quite. And a the big Holy day. Spirit mm -hmm. 
was just so seen he seemed so excited to use us and mm. oh boom the place just blew up it was just awesome mm. people's mm. people had amazing encounters with the lord and we came back and we determined in our heart despite the restrictions yeah we have still got to allow people the opportunity yeah for hands to be laid on however they feel comfortable, the Holy but Spirit. so that they can receive the Holy yeah, Spirit. Yeah, come on. Because it felt like we'd been kind of told that we couldn't somehow. Oh, yeah. And and, and there was this awkward dance, but we, we determined in our heart, no, everybody needs a fresh impartation of the Holy Spirit yeah. right now. Yeah. And as leaders, oh. leaders of our church and leaders of a movement, yeah. we need to do what we need to do to prioritize to, to make prioritize room for the that. Holy Spirit. Yeah. And yeah. and so and good. to go for it. And so, so good. we came back in Lord, September and um we actually decided we were gonna go to Canada and go through a two week quarantine in order to get into the the country and be able to spend time with our Canadian pastors that were gathering for a retreat. Yeah. And again, we needed to go and pray for people. Yeah. Yeah, and after two weeks of quarantine, just, you know, alone, of course, it ended up being full on with all kinds of Zoom meetings and everything else, but um, which seems to go as part of part and parcel of leading a global movement. Yeah, a lot of Zoom We'd, meetings. I'd set my heart that I would read my Bible for hours, pray for hours. Even do some book writing. Book, <laughs> yeah, we were going to do some book writing, and, and uh, we got up there, and the entire two weeks was just, totally busy. taken up being busy <laughs> which carol calls being under satan's yoke mm. but you know we just ended up with fixing this and fixing that and yeah. fixing the other in the movement but i remember just as we got to the end of quarantine i remember just saying hey honey let's just pause for a moment before we go running out into our newfound freedom yeah. let's let, let's just you know hold hands together and we just said lord you know whatever upgrade in the anointing and whatever upgrade you desire mm. for us to have and we that we could have had had we prayed for hours and mm. read the bible for hours or whatever mm. lord would you just graciously give it to us anyway mm. and lord would you just please upgrade us in the anointing yeah. and give us a double portion and oh my goodness that canadian retreat yeah. kate was yeah. so fun wasn't it yeah. and the holy spirit just yeah. moved so powerfully through us all yeah and you know it was such a great time of refreshing yeah because you know we're all pastors we're all trying to navigate we're trying to pivot we're trying to do online we're all we're, in masks at the retreat we're all trying to <laughs> work out where who our church is where are they is everybody doing okay and it was yeah. just such a great time of strengthening yeah and uh, and so after that we came home and we went to our american retreat yeah up and in what, the mountains and in that North Carolina. was just the same it was like the power of god was so strong and people were just getting blasted by the holy spirit and having such amazing encounters yeah and and we just were feeling like we're on a roll we're oh, on a roll and we felt you know it was really important that we continue with our jobs yeah we work hard unto the lord we yeah. listen to his voice where he says we go and what, what he tells us to do we we want to follow him like yeah that. we we, we do. don't want to be so locked down that we forget what we're actually called to do. yeah thank it, it's that's it. it exactly kate and i remember at some point in this last year the lord speaking into my heart and asking me a question if would you be prepared to die for me, Duncan? Mm. Wow. Would you be prepared to, to preach the gospel, to minister to my people, mm. even if it meant that you were to catch COVID in the wow. midst of it all? Would you still do it? Would you still be prepared to do it for me? And I thought, and of course my answer was yes, Lord, mm. but, but help me with that yes. And then he said, even if it meant it cost you your life, like your worst fear, wow. that you could be the one of those people that died of COVID, would you still mm. preach mm. for me? Would you still lay hands on my people, even if it meant yeah. you could go somewhere and contract COVID? And you know, when the Lord says something like that to you, 
There's no fickle answer in that moment because <laughs> you know it's the Lord. Yeah. And I knew that he was asking me, would I like my life or would I like to live for his life? Was walking in, a, in his will so important to me that I would be willing to lose my life for it? Mm. And after a sobriety, a, a time of sobriety thinking about it, mm. of course I gave him my yes. Yeah. And, you know, so when we went to Canada, it was that yes he reminded me of. Yeah. When we went to the American retreat, it was that yes he reminded me of. Every time I go, I would, you know, come to the church center here mm. on Sunday mornings mm. and, and I'd think, goodness, you know, I'm risking catching COVID or whatever. Mm -hmm. I remembered that yes. Yeah. And then when we went to Oklahoma, mm -hmm. just our, just over three weeks ago, yeah. and we had to, and we took our very first airplane flights, yeah. Kate. Yeah. You know, in nine months, and we went and preached in Oklahoma, yeah. in Tulsa, because we gave him our yes. Yeah, and it was one of our catch the fire churches. Oh, what a joy that was! It was, and such an amazing weekend. And so, we were willing to go, and. We had a great weekend. We had an amazing weekend. <laughs> so many people got healed. Yeah. So many people got touched. And, yeah. You know, Kate, it's it's funny because getting upgraded used to be like the thing, didn't it? If we yeah. were flying, we'd be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I hope I got upgraded. And <laughs> the first flight was from Raleigh to Dallas, and it was a two and a half hour flight. And I got upgraded. And I said to you, honey, you take my upgrade. Yeah. You go, you go mm -hmm. up, up the front and... And you, you know, gratefully accepted that. And then when we were in Dallas, we weren't supposed to be upgraded, actually. Um, but we were but sitting the on the airplane minute. in the back of the plane. And the, the lady comes down, Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Smith. <laughs> and, you know, about six people all put their hands up. <laughs> Not really. That's just a joke. Smith's a rather common name. But um, Kate put her hand up. Yeah, that's me. She said, oh, uh, you're you're upgraded. Would you like to come with me? And you're like, honey, would you like it? And I'm like, sure, I'll take it. So <laughs> little did I know. I go down to the front of the yeah. plane and there's this one seat empty by the window in the middle, um, you know, of, of three rows of seats. And I sit, I, I put, I, you know, I'm, the guy on the aisle lets me and I sit down and he's a young guy. We've all got masks on. But the moment I sat down, I thought, oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to regret this upgrade because he was sniffling away, sneezing, <laughs> coughing, yeah. you name it. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I hope this guy doesn't have COVID. <laughs> well, I turned around to him and I said to him, Kate, oh, where are you coming from? He said, oh, I'm just coming out of, I'm just coming out of uh, West Texas. It's a war zone over there. What with people dying of COVID and oh shooting goodness. each other in the streets because of the election and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm getting out of there. I'm getting out of there as fast as I can to get to my, uh, my family, um, 20 miles north of Oklahoma in the country. And I was thinking, oh, no, I really hope this guy doesn't have COVID. <laughs> and, uh, of course, my mask keeps slipping off my nose. You can't breathe. And, I can't breathe. Yeah. So in the mask, so I'm lowering it anyway. And oh dear, whatnot. So we come back on the way back on the Monday. So that was a Friday night. On the Monday, we get home late. And Wednesday evening, <laughs> he said to me, Honey, I think I've got a sore throat. I'm like, well, it's funny you should say that. I've got a scratchy throat. Uh -huh. And we get a call from the pastor oh, no. to say, um, at meeting on Sunday night, there were a few people in there that these young... I've just tested yeah, positive for COVID um, We week. just needed you to know. And yeah. And we're like, oh, okay. Well, we'd already decided we better go and get tested. So the next morning on the Thursday, we went and got tested. Oh my gosh! And they, it, the longest three days waiting for results. Well, hold on. First oh, of all, sitting yes. in the drive-through with this, <laughs> sitting in the drive-through with this uh, long Q-tip. <laughs> this long Q-tip, and the guy's talking us both through it. Kate's through the window, the, the drive-through window. I'm in the front seat, and we're in, 
<laughs> it's like, okay, hold it like this. So we hold it like this. No, no, a bit lower. So we get it in the right place, finger and thumb. And he's like, now tip your head back and stick that thing straight into the back of your head. <laughs> the um, most uncomfortable And those that have done it, yes. Um, you feel like um, oh. you're poking your brain and you're it's about like, to sneeze and you're trying to hold it in. And He goes, okay, well done. You've got it. That's right. That's perfect. Now twist it round. Okay, perfect. Now twist it round like that, holding it in there for 15 seconds. Man, that's the longest 15 seconds I've ever had. <laughs> and then we had to put it in this bag and then you have to wipe it and put it in this Yeah, but don't forget there was a second nostril first. Oh, there were two nostrils. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Well, anyway, you get the idea of how um, yeah, tricky that was. It was horrific. So we waited three days. We weren't feeling the, the best. No, we'd, we had begun to feel tired, fatigued. Yeah. I had a lot of pain in my legs. Yeah. And a weird, mysterious. I had mysterious... like a stuffy head cold. And... Yeah tiredness and but kind of like a mild cold like a cold like yeah. a mild cold mm -hmm. i wouldn't even put it at flu no and uh then we lost our and taste. then and then <laughs> saturday morning um we still haven't had our results back and i i make a bagel and i put my favorite raspberry jam all over the bagel i take a bite and i bite into it and the moment i bite into it it, instead of tasting like bagel with melted butter and raspberry jam mm, on it, yum. it just felt like <laughs> the feeling of bread with no flavor. Oh, no. And it felt wet <laughs> because instead of being raspberry jam with flavor, it just was like insipid liquid. And I realized that well, I'm like, wow, that's the weirdest thing. What's going on? And then I suddenly remembered people have said they lost their taste. And I realized I've smell. lost my taste mm -hmm. and I couldn't taste anything all day. I couldn't smell anything. Mm. I couldn't even smell my armpits. Oh, I know. That was the weirdest. <laughs> it's like, do we need to take a shower? I'm not sure, but I think we should. <laughs> and so here we are. Oh, my goodness. And yeah. Sunday morning. We get positive. We both COVID just results. sat there looking at mm. our cell phones and the app had told us we tested positive mm. and we just, we just could barely believe it. And of course... Then I'm, I'm <clears throat> I don't know about you, Dar, but I was then flooded with all of these thoughts of, oh my goodness, what are people, what does that mean about, like, you know, what is that? Well, I don't know how to put this into words, but because it all just sounds crazy. But in the craziness of my own thoughts, I'm just going to be vulnerable. I mm. thought, okay, well, first of all, what's it going to be like? Am I going to die? Secondly, what does this mean when I'm a, the leader of a church and the leader of a global movement, <laughs> does it mean I'm the most unspiritual of all of them because I'm the one that's caught COVID and, you know, only deeply spiritual people would not get COVID. And what are people going to think <clears throat> about us traveling and we hadn't been yes, careful? thank you. And that's all that the other stuff. thing. And, then and we the shame of, attached to that and right, the guilt. Yes, and our own children. Like, you stay know, away from me. As yeah. we got the lurgy. I know, our we... adult kids, and especially Abby, who's living with us, because yeah. she's got her visa finally after a great, yeah. you know, arduous uh, journey trying to get a visa. She finally gets a visa. And she's got and she's a week only, to go before she yeah, has ten, to leave. 10 days before she's due to leave. And all yeah. she has to do is make sure she doesn't get COVID and she can get to her beloved fiance who she's going to marry yeah so there we month. are we're we're like in the house but she's keeping her distance she's wearing her mask and asking us to wear our mask if we're anywhere you know with oh, and we felt terrible didn't and we, doll, that we were like oh COVID. lord you you've got to help us you got to help us lord. please help keep us. her from not getting it from us and you know and and then our eldest daughter i mean i understand our youngest daughter, they were all like, oh, you've what? You've got COVID. Oh, my goodness. And they, Abby's yeah. needing to leave and we've got our her so bridal party they this did a, weekend. a bridal and shower and they decided to do it outside instead of in our home. They did it at Jess's house. and Out um, in the backyard. Yeah, so I watched on Zoom and, you know, disappointed. It was kind of heartbreaking, yeah. to be honest. But come to find out a day or so later that our eldest daughter, Jess, had actually been talking to her neighbour had been exposed to COVID and then she ended up giving it to her. But they didn't know. They didn't know they at had, the time the, of the, the party, but COVID, after. Yeah. No, no. The neighbor, when she first was talking with Jess, yes. 
outside. She didn't know. Neither the neighbour nor Jess knew that the neighbour had COVID and actually was passing COVID to Jess. But then they found out later after the shower. So all of a sudden, our eldest daughter was infected. She gave it to her husband. She'd given it to her youngest sister. Who'd come down from Richmond. You know, and then she gave it to her husband. So all of a sudden... they were And horror of horrors, Abby realised she had been with Jess without a mask on, driving in Jess's car for an hour yep. that same night yep. that Jess gave it to, you know, or not Jess didn't give it to anybody, but uh, the young, our youngest daughter, Nathania, caught it off Jess. A number of other people caught it off and Jess. And so, yeah. Abby's I, thinking, oh, no, I'm for I, sure must I'll have, have caught it. I didn't, if I didn't catch it from my mum and dad, I caught it from my sister. Exactly. And here, I'm, here I am, a week's time, I'm going to New Zealand. And so... Unbearable. It was a week of anguish for us. It was a week of anguish for yeah. us all, wasn't yeah. it? It and, really was. And it was. And, you know, we were dealing with the shame, you know, the disappointment. And, and you know, Dahl, in the midst of all of that, uh, we had to deal with the reality that um, no one within our family was thinking about, oh, how I wonder if mum and dad are going to die. I wonder if they're okay. <laughs> It was mum and dad have got COVID and now what does that mean for all of us? Uh, no. Fair enough, I understand yeah. it. But yeah. as a COVID yeah. person, a person who's had COVID, I should say, not a COVID, COVID person, survivor. A COVID survivor. I, you know, this this whole pandemic and the media hype and the mm. mystery and all the stuff around it means that, you know, it, 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 it's not the same experience being a sick person as it is with other diseases where everybody's sympathetic for you that you've got it. With this disease, yeah. it's like, <gasps> yeah. you're like, I mean, it must, it's the closest thing that I've ever experienced in my life mm. to what a person with leprosy yes. must have felt Being like leper, back in, stay away. Yeah, stay back away in Jesus' yeah. time, you know, you feel like you're an unclean yeah. person. But stay away from me. But we kind of took heart, didn't we? Because we realized that the president of the United States caught it. The Prime Minister of England, the Prime Minister of Canada. The, the President pres- of Brazil. Yeah, and it was like all these presidents and prime ministers, and we're like, okay, we're, we're presidents of Catch the Fire World. Well, we caught <laughs> it while we were doing our duty. Yeah, and just serving like they people, did. Yeah. Just like they had, yeah, you know, and um, we, we kind of had a good laugh about that one. But, you know, the reality was real that we were dealing with overcoming fear. At yeah. every stage of the disease. Yeah. Because, you know, your mind plays tricks on you. Absolutely. You begin to think, oh, I'm, I'm going to be one of those people. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to breathe. I'm going to end up on a ventilator, la da whatever. Yeah. And we, we had, had to, to learn to take captive yeah. every thought, make it obedient. And commit our life to Jesus every yeah. day. Yeah. And um, we're so grateful that we were able to get some meds and yeah. we just had very mild symptoms. Well, we took hydroxychloroquine. Oh. Vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, and zinc. And we got that from, uh, no, sharing that with two of our friends who'd who would, survived COVID. Yeah. And that's how they survived it. Yeah. And so we're very, very grateful to them for, you know, sharing that all with us so that we were able to, you know, also get on that same regime, which worked. But, you know, Kate, in that, during that week, the Lord really spoke to me from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse mm. 8. It says, Paul says this, remember Jesus Christ mm. risen from the dead. Mm. That's all I held on to through whole, the whole mm. thing. We just held on to, we remember you, Jesus Christ, yeah. that you're risen from the dead. And, and we're trusting you that you heal us. And even if you don't, you're the resurrection and the life. Yeah. And we'll be with you forever anyway. And it, it was an amazing, amazing journey. And Paul goes on to say, um, remember Jesus Christ risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I'm suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I, I just love that. The, but the word of God is not bound. No. And uh, the word of God was that Abby and Daniel were going to get married. Mm-hmm. And the word of God is not bound. And the... the End of those 10 days, you and I were just coming out of COVID and we're no longer um, contagious. And we took Abby to the airport and we said our goodbyes to Abby 
who by that time actually was quite had a bit of sickness um hadn't she she'd been diagnosed with a sinus infection sinus infection Mm -hmm. and so she had tested earlier in the week and was negative miraculously for 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 covid but that that test was taken before she'd met with with jess etc and so she's just hoping and praying Mm. i don't have covid she went to see the doctor with her sinus infection symptoms the day before she flew and the doctor said look i really don't think you've got covid but you definitely have a sinus infection i think it was two or three days before gave her antibiotics and abby took the long journey 24 hours all the way down to new zealand Mm -hmm. and got there got there and put was put into quarantine isolation in a hotel with everybody else yeah and and then three days into the, the, 14 the quarantine, days. Yep. they were tested. Yes, they, they, they tested everyone. Yep. And Abby was thinking, oh, no, this is the moment where I'm going to have to spend even longer in quarantine because yep. that's what they had threatened if anybody tested positive. And she waited the three days yep. afterwards for the, uh, the three test. Three days later, got the test result back and she was negative. Can you get over that, honey? I mean, I it, it was the most astonishing <laughs> miracle that the hand of the Lord and the, oh. she was covered. The whole family caught COVID through two different sources. Yeah. And there Everyone. she is in the middle of us all and never gets it. The only one who could not under any circumstances get it in order to fulfill her dream to be with her man. No. Her lovely, lovely fiance, who's about to become her husband, Daniel Hansen, and you know what? I, I mean, I know. Do you remember sitting the night before she left, and she said to us, "Mum and Dad," she said, "Now after this journey of this year, and all that I've been through, mm. now finally being able on the eve of getting to New Zealand, flying to New Zealand tomorrow." She said, I just know that God's good, but there's just this tiny little Mm. part of me that's still anxious that I might not be able to get on that plane, that I might get turned away in Los Angeles because I've tested COVID or something or that I get down there and I have to quarantine for longer. I tell you what, though, Kate, now she, do you remember she said to us when she said, I'm, I tested negative. Yeah. She said that little tiny bit of doubt is forever gone. Mm. And, and that's the amazing thing. If, if, if it was for us to catch it so that she didn't and we'd see the <laughs> the hand of God. Oh yeah. I am so grateful. Yeah. Me and too. you know, Wouldn't in many ways because we all caught it together, we we kind of did Thanksgiving together. We yeah. kind of had a COVID <laughs> Thanksgiving and we invited a friend over that was also recovering and we were like, Well, we can't infect each other. We might as well eat together and We're the lepers <laughs> Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> and so we just had a laugh about it. But, you know, we just wanted to share with you today yeah. a little bit of our story just to just to help you see that we were dealing with our own journey That's and, it. and, you know, overcoming fear and, and believing the best and believing that God was taking care of our life, He's whatever the outcome. Correct. He's still good, even yeah. if we suffer. Yeah. In fact, our suffering is our joy yeah. because he's good. Yeah. 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 Love, I'm so thankful to the Lord that we're on the other side of COVID. We've Mm. recovered. We didn't die. Yeah. We didn't get badly sick. We didn't have to go on a ventilator. We didn't have an ambulance. We had nothing more than mild flu or mild cold. We could trust our lives into the hands of God and our God who's able. God who's able. So Mm. we just bless all of you just to. Give your life to him, yes. whatever the circumstances yeah. are right now for you and your family and for your churches, yeah. you know, whatever you're walking through, just give your life to Jesus yeah. again. Surrender over to him. Let him think about the outcome. That's for right. You. Let him That's it. work it all out for good yeah. for you. Yeah. Because we just get so weary trying yeah. to figure all it out. The plans keep changing. Just give it back to yeah. him. He wants to carry your burdens today. That's right. Yeah, that's it. He does. He so loves you. He so loves you. And just go back. If you're wondering what in the world is happening in my life, you know, where am I going? What am I doing? What's my church doing? Mm. What's my business yeah. doing? What's my family doing? Whatever circumstance you're in, go back to the last thing he told you before mm. COVID was ever, ever on the horizon. Mm. Go back. 
to the God who is able to do immeasurably mm. more than you could ever ask or imagine or yeah. think. And, you know, Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. Mm. Have faith in God. And Psalm 119 and verse 68 says, you are good and mm. you do good. Yeah. Therefore, I'll obey your commands. God bless you. I hope you've enjoyed our our long journey, <laughs> a longer podcast than normal, but it's just been so much fun to chat from our hearts yeah. about this journey that we've been on yeah. with, with this whole COVID. And, and, and why don't you why don't you write in and tell us your story yeah. about God's intervention in your life and yeah. provision for, for or you share during it, this time? Share it on a review yeah. of this. You know, in fact, we'd be really grateful if you would review this podcast and uh, and just you know just share a brief you know a brief story about what you've thought of this.